0: Welcome, everyone, one and all, to the final installment for season two of Downton Gabby. I am Rachel Horowitz from Oakland.
1: I'm Brandy Sperry of Seattle.
0: This is Teresa Schechter from Brooklyn. And I'm Shannon Bowen in Oakland. And today we are recapping what I believe was the best episode of the entire season the Christmas special. War is over. Pretty dresses are back. Love is in the air. I
2: don't know if I agree about the pretty dresses, but we'll
0: we'll get to that.
1: (laughs) The biggest critic of all. You're going to start getting hate mail from the costume designer. (laughs) Seriously.
2: The saddest part is I live in my yoga pants 98% of the time, so I'm no fashion icon. But I do have high standards for Mary's clothes.
1: But you're trying to live vicariously, and they're failing you, so.
2: Mm-hmm. It's really tough right now. <laughs> so the worst one is the one in the beginning. Um, It's like a gold lace dress, and it come, cuts at her calf. And, I mean, she looks like, you know, she could be wearing that as a handler in the Westminster Dog Show. <laughs> Sensible shoes running after her little Pomerania. That's the
3: meanest thing you have ever said about Mary Sorry,
1: <laughs> That is, like, of all the events that are televised, that's probably the worst-dressed one, right? <laughs> I
0: know. Yeah. Shannon is sartorially brutal.
2: Okay, let's get to the love stuff. I'll stop bitching about the... dresses.
1: <laughs> love is seriously happening and... I guess we can just begin at the end if we're if we're gonna keep hinting at it.
0: Yeah, let's work backwards.
1: <laughs> Yay! Oh, because the end is the best part. <laughs> oh my gosh,
0: my little heart just exploded in happiness. Snow it was really sweet. Yeah. Although I, I was, I think the euphoria of that final moment when Matthew and Mary make out and get engaged. And it's in the snow, and it's super romantic. I mean, that's how everyone wants to get engaged and make out, in the snow and pretty dresses, right?
2: That's yeah, better sure. than the Bridget Jones scene where she's in her underwear. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we we really look like Bridget Jones, but we want to look like Mary
0: and Matthew. Exactly. Yeah, so. But I was thinking about it, you guys. It started to settle in over the last couple of days, and I started to get a little angry that, I mean, I guess, it's, I, mean, I know it's the times they live in, but that... This Like, Matthew had to forgive her mm-hmm. for sleeping with someone.
1: Well, I actually liked the line that he says, like, well, he does it in the TV way that no one ever does, where you say it backwards and make the person think that they are being yeah. rejected for 20 seconds before, and they're like, actually. <laughs> totally, like a, like,
0: like a top <laughs> chef elimination.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But he says that he doesn't think that he has anything to forgive her for, which makes me think that he thought about it real hard and maybe came at it from a, from a slightly feminist perspective there, that her past is her past and it doesn't really have to have anything to do with him, which I thought was, was quite nice. And, and true to character, you know, he tends to get fussy about things and then think it over and then realize he's being a little irrational and turn back into a nice guy.
0: Yeah, it's true, and him and his mom tend to be far more progressive than anyone else on the show, so it rang true, for sure. Totally. I thought that was great.
1: I'm always a sucker for those moments where you think your life is terrible and then it all comes together in 30 seconds, yay, and it's the end of the show. (laughs) Yay! I'm waiting every day for that to be my day where everything just comes together. (laughs) You, the
3: snow. (laughs) Um, I was watching this with my parents, and the, the show ends, and they're like, but just like that, they're together, and I'm like, it's taken two years, yeah, in TV, <laughs> two seasons, and like eight Seven
0: years, years of TV in TV time, time. yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like that. I mean, Matthew is kind of a, a more stereotypically female in how dramatic he is, though. I mean, he sw- he his pendulum swings like we are doomed, we are damned. A woman has died because of our love. It can never be. Like, that is There's some dramatic... Yeah, I used to, I made exclamations like that when I was, like, in the fourth grade, you know? Like, this Barbie <laughs> is... I'm never touching this Barbie again. She is ugly, and I'm done with her. Like, to swing to, like, well... it He had to have the older ladies have some talking-tos, you know? His mom and the Dowager got to him over the past couple episodes.
1: Mm-hmm. So maybe that's what's so satisfying about this pairing that we haven't really talked about before, is that Mary is kind of the dude in the relationship she's mm. super practical. And you know, the stereotypical dude. I'm not I'm tra- I'm talking TV tropes more than anything. Totally. But yeah, Matthew is the one who's like if it doesn't all work out perfectly then it didn't work out at all. Yeah. And and Mary's more like, well, we need to take the situation at hand and and do what we have to do.
0: <laughs> I keep I kept thinking about their situation in modern terms. And I'm like <laughs> Not about myself, but like a friend I once knew who he was married. A friend. Yeah, she'd have to say like, "Okay, I really have a couple things to tell you." One time I got wasted and played beer pong and had sex with my roommate who's a dude. And then one time I was at a bar, <laughs> and had sex with the guy who ran the coat check. And, like, can you imagine like the modern?
1: Yeah. Oh, the modern version of that. One time I was out and um. It was Christmas night. I'm not proud of this. And, you know, like, it all just, like, you know, every story begins like that.
0: Totally. Like, in high school, we were, like, getting high, and I was in a basement. I don't know. I don't even remember his name. Right, like,
3: I went to club med for a week, and I was with two different guys,
0: and I really want to do, like, I really want to do the, like, SNL skit version of this on YouTube, you know, totally redo the scene where the girl does, like, the modern version
1: he's like I don't I don't think I need to forgive you and she's like well that's great because I've got a list and pulls out like a scroll that, yeah, a scroll. that
0: rolls
2: down <laughs> and by the way I can't do tequila because I did like so many shots of people's bodies it was crazy yeah.
1: never again never yeah. again Oh,
3: yeah. and I'm not allowed back into
0: Tijuana. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah but we can it get might... married if you want I mean that's cool <laughs> I mean and, and my old professor I mean it depends on how you define sex but if you want <laughs>
3: Oh, and don't ever search for my name on Google. Yeah, under images. Just don't.
0: Don't do it. Yeah. Like yeah. Before we get married, I think we should walk through my Facebook page together. Sure. It's really
1: convenient now that it's all on the timeline. Yeah, totally. That's right. Being
0: modern woman is totally unsuitable for marriage. Basically.
1: Yeah. Here's my lesbian phase. <laughs> Can you imagine?
0: So, Matthew, me, and Jane.
1: So, you know I'm really fond of Anna, right?
0: (laughs) We've been besties for a while. And, you know, every best friend goes through that phase.
1: Things happen. I had to thank her after she carried that dead body for me. (laughs) It always
0: starts with the hair braiding. And then it (laughs) ends. well I think we properly gave that love story it's
3: I want to give a shout out to Brandy who always writes these amazing notes for us to look over as our agenda and I think Brandy you asked some excellent questions in the Matthew and Mary section
1: okay so I was talking about how um I think this is the best overall storyline on the show because um it's the it's one of the only ones where the elements started at the beginning and have played out in a sort of natural fashion with the melodrama in there but natural consequences arising from events that you may not have thought would have been so significant at the time so like for example Mr. Pamuk's death is one of the most melodramatic crazy things that's ever happened on the show but I don't think of it that way so much because it's had real ramifications, whereas it's not really... I mean, it's just as crazy as burned Canadian guy showing up, right? But, <laughs> but I'm much less fond of that storyline because it went nowhere and then went away. Um, mm-hmm. And then you also um, have in this storyline the fact that Lord Grantham's sort of annoying melancholia and the hissy fits he's been throwing all season actually come to a point when he sort of self reflects and realizes we've been through a lot. I don't want to go through, I don't want to throw another hissy fit over this. Basically he says to, to Mary, you know, in one of my favorite lines of the whole series where he's just like, go find a cowboy and bring him back to shake things up.
2: Which yeah, is an man. incredible
1: scene. I love that scene.
2: It, that's my favorite scene actually of the whole episode because I'm really close with my dad and you don't get many good dad and daughter scenes. Outside of Veronica Mars, and I just love, I just love that whole scene. He's like, I just want you to be with a good man.
0: Dads and daughters. Oh my God, I could just start
2: crying. It's so beautiful. I love it.
0: Well, I love, I love that the Earl has, um, he, he's kind of going with the times. He's, he's kind of getting modern, begrudgingly, you know. I think Sybil pushed him a little far, but it's kind of like he gets the way the winds are blowing. Finally. Yeah. Yeah, and he's kind of rolling with it and standing by his daughters. It's cute. When you have only daughters, too, you kind of have to, you know. Right.
3: Nobody worries about Edith, of course. <laughs> no, <but anyway. laughs> God, can we talk about how she still
2: gets these, like, storylines that start for a second? And then, I mean, it's like, I'm, I'm, Therese, I'm getting really pissed. <laughs> Edith needs a storyline that lasts more than
0: half an episode. It's really really strange how she's kind of an afterthought a lot of the time even to Julian. <laughs> yeah. Well even with with Sir Anthony,
3: like at first I thought, "Oh, this is great, you know, she's going to be reunited with this guy." But I I never really quite thought she loved him. I think she just wanted to show up Mary, you know, in the first season. And then she sees him again, and he's, you know, it's, it's all very sweet, but, like, she's like, oh, well, I want to be with you because you called me lovely. Yeah. Yeah. I a-
2: thought it was kind of rude how he just brushed her off just because he doesn't have an arm that works. I mean, it seemed a little bit like, oh, I'm really busy that weekend, you know, like, I may not be able to pick up my phone, kind of brush yeah. off.
0: He's like, I don't need, I don't want someone lovely like you and young to have to be, I need like a nursemaid. I need someone to take care of me. It's like, no, Matthew thought he was going to be in a wheelchair for his whole life. Buddy, you don't know from (laughs) nursemaid.
3: But that's that same thing where they, they do something noble. Like this is such a Mr. Bates thing, right? Like I'm going to do this really noble thing, which I think is in your best interest. But in communicating that to you, I'm going to seem like a really insensitive jerk and never tell you what's really going on. Totally. yeah yeah
1: I don't know where this sense that like nobility and being a a being good to the woman you love or might love are somehow equatable i don't I don't get why this is constantly coming up in literature, but again, like she has a personality, she has thoughts she has agency, but no, you're too noble, you're just so noble, but in this yeah. case, maybe he doesn't really know what she wants so I don't know I'm torn I want to see her happy but I would rather it was um, not by bringing back another character where things didn't work out so well the first time
0: I think it would be really interesting is if in season three there is a young man who really fancies her and it takes her a long time to see to be attracted to him back like I would love to see Edith seriously wooed
2: what will be That'll interesting because nice. she's the only one living in the house next year. Yeah. So she's got to be more of a dominant character because Sybil's going to be gone and we assume Mary will be off in her love abode. And so...
1: Or do you think Matthew's going to move in?
2: Oh, I guess that would be very British, wouldn't it?
1: Because it's like his future estate or whatever.
3: They could start season three like right where it ended and it's still snowing. They I could mean, start it and Mary
2: could have a baby. They jump time so much. It's I, I'm a little nervous. If they
0: skip over a Matthew and Mary wedding, I will, <laughs> I will be so mad, you guys. Be Rachel, so
1: before before you came on and before we were recording, I was saying that my mom called me to say that exact specific thing when the show ended. She was like, if they skip the wedding, I'm going to be so mad.
0: If Twihards get a freaking wedding, Downton Abbey people, <laughs> we are the thinking Twihards, and that would be so mean to not give us a wedding.
1: I mean, we had two seasons of a British melodrama with... In this time period, and we haven't seen a single wedding, right? That's weird.
3: Well, we see Bates and Anna. Bates and oh, Anna. I mean, on. like us,
1: like a. They, we saw their, them getting married, but we didn't see like a wedding, you know. We a
0: one percent wedding. <laughs> I mean, I got excited about the
2: decorations they were doing around the house.
0: I know, for Lavinia's yeah. wedding Oh, Lavinia's sad wedding. <laughs>
1: It was because nice I to see the decorations done. for Christmas in this one. I got a little excited at the electric lights on the tree.
2: Wait, can we talk about can we talk about the gift for Carson and how excited <laughs> he
1: was? I shall find this very interesting, my lord.
0: <laughs> a whole gaggle of people I could have served. <laughs>
2: I just imagine him curled up at night with his little like dickens head
0: cap on you know <laughs> curled up going ooh, goody you know the hunting was back just as i had hoped and that hunting lunch in the barn gorgeous i feel like that scene should inspire many uh, a like i don't know you know wedding planner or something it was really beautiful i did notice that
2: carson was fretting once again about maids serving a table and i did think of you therese
3: maids at a hunt <laughs> at a hunting lunch
2: <laughs> my book said that's not possible
3: <laughs> you guys know do you guys know about this is a historical point um that the housemaids were were supposed to sew their own uniforms and at christmas they each got a bolt of cloth to make their uniforms out of Well oh, that's so shitty I know. It and that's seemed what they like were in seeing. this
1: episode they were, it seemed like they were giving them dresses, at least like a bolt of cloth wouldn't fit in those boxes They were handing people at the beginning. Oh. Yeah, it
3: was fabric. And the fact that Anna got that special necklace was like a really big deal.
0: Yeah. We saw a lot of interesting Crowley family interacting with the downstairs folks in a way that was more like family than, than normally. Like, um, service ball. The, the Servant's Ball, the Dowager, and Daisy.
1: I Her love that scene. Oh, that's Daisy awesome. Daisy confessing to the Dowager. And she's so genuinely interested. It's just great. Oh, it was and great.
0: great. Like it yeah, where she's great.
1: finally just like, it sounds like you cared about him a lot, dear.
0: <laughs> yeah, connect the dots, Daisy. You don't go through <laughs> something like that for your mortal enemy. Now do you. <laughs> But I love the
2: scene with William's dad and back to dads and daughters, you know, with William's dad. And he's yeah. like, what? you know, and he's like, you know, I think William was thinking of me, too, that he didn't want me
0: left alone. And I did not see that whole bond coming at all or the the sort of conclusion of Daisy's angst. It I made it made the
2: storyline relevant. Totally. Although I did have to say it was pretty funny when he's like, oh, William didn't mention all of his dead brothers and sisters. You know, I mean, oh, that did not come up. Oh, that reminds me of my dead baby sister. I mean, all eight of them. Yeah, it
0: doesn't come up usually in casual conversation.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. I think I missed that.
0: <laughs> it was a different time. Yeah. Brandy, he was like, did you know that William has eight brothers and sisters? She's like, I didn't. He's like, yes, they all died close didn't to birth. Did he mention them?
1: oh my god i blocked that out i was like la 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 la, la, no talk about infant mortality rates before antibiotics (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then another great (laughs) daisy moment in this episode comes when she's incredibly gullible over this ouija board that they like just randomly find in the kitchen I don't know this is a very weird storyline but pretty kind dumb. of fun um <laughs> pretty dumb you say Shannon. it is dumb I mean how was can really Daisy silly? believe
2: that Mrs. Padmore just
1: sits down and <laughs> let me try this out here and then she just go to the farm <laughs> like it's hilarious but i mean the thing that is the most hilarious to me about the whole conversation or the whole storyline is why is o'brien so into it is she just like fucking with everyone or what i don't get it i always
0: get the sense that o'brien is like down for any kind of gossipy thing Mm. like when everyone's kind of gathering around and doing something relatively gossipy or you know She's kind of, I feel like she's always there to either hang out and observe so that she has full knowledge of any given situation in the event she might may need to leverage it later in Tattletale. That's true.
3: So she doesn't want to miss any messages from the great beyond.
0: Exactly. Is that it?
2: I just, if I was there, guys, I would have just spelled soap and to see the look on the face. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God, Shannon. That's amazing. Wait. <laughs> Why? Why would they say soap? That's so
3: weird. <gasps> Wait, what?
1: So, like it's like it's the ghost of the miscarried fetus. So. Oh my god!
0: <laughs> oh girl, you did not just go there.
1: Shit. Shit. <laughs> Who else would be spelling out soap? I'm just saying. <laughs> Oh, Wait, wait, oh. Rachel,
2: was it you when we were watching it together that you said when Anna and Daisy were doing that instead of Lavinia, it could have been Mr. Pamook that said, yeah, be happy?
0: Yeah. I mean, that's a good point, though. It could be William. Oh, that scene gave me goosebumps. Oh, that gave me goosebumps.
1: Maybe Lavinia and Mr. Pamook are very happy together in the afterlife. <laughs>
0: Now that's
2: some slash. After life, (laughs) 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 Mr. Pamuk, bound to your (laughs) I'm
0: picturing hilarious, like, ghosty figures without legs. They just have clouds, you know, and they're kind of (laughs) transparent. I imagine more
2: like a cover of a romance novel, you know, like his shirts just can't can't button that shirt. The wind just keeps (laughs) blowing it open.
1: (laughs) Your shirt is... uh... Uh, defective there <laughs> it doesn't seem to be able to button
0: <laughs> that's right are we positive they had Ouija boards back then that's what was really shocking to me I thought Ouija boards were invented in the 80s with like Winona Ryder movies
3: <laughs> well, No, we had them in high school so it was a little earlier than that let me google that for everyone <laughs> okay, I don't google. think your high school was
0: 1918 though <laughs> no, I'm not that old Everyone, we forgot to inform you that Teresa is our grandmother.
3: <laughs> That's right. Oh, my God. It was introduced in
0: 1890.
3: Wow. Wow. How very but it, accurate. But it was Juliet. only popularized as an occult divining tool during World War I. Whoa. All right.
0: He totally ran across that tidbit. Yeah. And was inspired by that. Okay, back to the episode. Should we get
2: on to Bates and Anna, my least favorite topic? I mean, Anna's crying so much, I just want to slap her. But she's a good actress. She's a good actress.
1: Joanne Froggatt. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Froggatt is a crazy last name. But um, I think she's a, she does a great job, I think. And... There's, I mean, I was watching this with my roommate, who is not at all cynical the way that you are, Shannon. Sorry. And she was, like, tearing up during all the scenes. So I think it really, like, works for for a different audience who has a little more sympathy for for their tragic love story.
2: I do have to say that the the courtroom scene is really incredibly written. That all these tiny little things that you thought nothing of it, that are totally twisted and warped so that this innocent man is proven guilty.
1: Yeah. So are we still assuming he's innocent? I think he must be, but I mean.
0: I've been assuming that, yeah. I feel like I was surprised that some big, I was surprised this didn't get tidied up the way Matthew Mary did and some big revelation about, you know, his innocence was revealed that kind of shocked me. Um, I think they're going to keep playing
2: it out. I mean, I think that's the only real mystery they've got going for them. The show as a whole. And so they're going to keep it going for the next season.
0: Yeah, totally. The way the judge delivered the sentence, harsh. You will be hung by the neck with a rope that will strangle you until the breath is out of you and you are dead. Your body will be limp. What was that black
3: schmutter on his head? (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh my god, those wigs were like so
3: awful. No, but he puts this black piece of cloth on his head before he pronounces the sentence. Did oh, like a catch that? No, it was like a like a napkin, like a black napkin.
2: Oh, I often put napkins on my head before I say
3: things of importance. I'm gonna look yeah. it up. Talk amongst yes. yourselves.
1: I find <laughs> out the historical significance of yet another moment that I miss while we're <laughs> watching.
2: I hope that this reveals into, like, a really good, you know, mystery. Kind of, you know, I'm sorry, I keep referencing Veronica Mars, but I feel like that show did a really good job of the long-term mysteries being really good, minus season three. Um, <laughs> And
0: so hopefully it'll be something like that. I am a little sad that the Anna Mary road trip to America is over.
2: I know, I was looking great. forward to
0: it. Yeah, that they were really building that up, and I thought that was going to be so fascinating and fun. They're going to be in a convertible with their hair down and, like, big <laughs>
2: glasses
0: wearing polka dots, you know? Yeah, they're like, hose before bros forever. Let's go to Montana and find a cowboy.
3: <laughs> then and, like, do, he's... like, a
0: Thelma and Louise thing. Totally. Yes. But we do know Grandma is coming to town. In the of so that we'll, Ameri- we'll get Maybe <gasps> oh, she's coming for the wedding. Oh, I
3: she's That would to be a
1: great wedding. intro for the character if she arrived for Matthew and Mary's wedding.
3: Yeah. You guys, we have to
2: talk about that Sybil, Sybil is pregnant. I'm so sad.
3: <laughs> <I> know, <'cause laughs> Why? Are you she's sad? crossed the Rubicon now. Because she's trapped.
0: She's yeah. never going to be prime minister now. Oh, Robert, she crossed the Rubicon when she married him.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: Now she's just going to be pregnant and trapped in her roles instead of really being a female rebel.
0: Yeah. Did I don't know.
1: Maybe she'll raise some little rebels.
0: Did I hear Cora correctly? She was going to convince Sybil to come home and have the baby in the house? I think so. Uh, Did I make that up in my head?
1: I don't know if she was going that far, but she was definitely saying, I want Sybil to be allowed to visit and I want to be able to go there and end of conversation. So
2: I would love to home. see Isabel fretting
3: over the birth, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you really want the doctor to deliver that baby? <laughs> oh, God, no. Well, I wasn't sure if I should leave it in or take it out. I mean, uh, I didn't want
0: to build up hope.
2: I mean, other doctors <laughs> told me what to do, but I was like, I don't know,
0: maybe I should leave it in. Okay, so the final piece we have to talk about is Rosamund and her drama with the fortune hunter, um which actually plays out nicely and unfolds in I think a really fun. It's like has a nice clip to it the story over the course of the episode um so we find out this guy that she's been bringing around is broke the dowager of course is the one to get to the bottom of his situation it turns out rosamond is totally aware of this she's just lonely loaded but lonely yeah um, it's it's all kind of
3: sad it
2: yeah it's kind of
0: sad i felt really bad for rosamond i felt bad for her and i thought it was a really but i th- I think it's a really interesting way to explore um the role of women the other side of being a woman in this society so there, we we always see the like you need a husband um who's from a good family you rarely see the what happens when you're widowed and wealthy um then then what are your choices when also right. the other
2: side of what do you do when you're a man and you lost
0: your fortune
1: I really liked the sort of frank conversation where, you know, the the dowager is is not so much concerned that Rosamond can't make a decision, but that she has to have all of the information. And she asks Lord Grantham his opinion, and the exact same thing he says is like the one time they've ever agreed on anything. He's like, well, does she have all the facts? And, And then they both sort of agree that she has to make her own decision, which I don't know why that resonated so well with me but we haven't really seen a lot of respect shown towards rosamond throughout the series i feel like and this storyline brought her a lot of depth yeah i I
0: humanized her more than the gossipy wealthy aunt for sure yeah she's just caused trouble up until now it's true I really find I really like I kind of want to find a book and read more about this. I really love, again, the setting of the show at this period where a lot of these great families are kind of on their way down after the war and Mm -hmm. the modern era is creeping in. And so you've got constantly these men who are, you know, have bloodlines, but they are totally broke.
2: It's crazy. Again, we get a really boring sex scene. I mean, he's wearing some tawdry uh, (laughs) robe, which why is he sitting upstairs in a robe when he's supposed to be down at dinner? I couldn't understand. And she's fully clothed, so it was... (laughs) Begging for a shoulder here, guys.
1: Well, at least we didn't have to put up with, like, another incredibly irritating maid for too long, right? Oh,
2: my gosh, she's the worst. I mean, her and Ethel (laughs) could have a good face-off for most annoying maid ever. (laughs) Um, but then, of course, there's Thomas and his scheming Poor Isis.
1: <laughs> How was that plan ever going to work?
0: <laughs> that was that was the stupidest. If they kill Isis, I would not have forgiven that show.
2: Mm-mm. Yeah. I mean, I balled my face off at Babe Pig in the City, so I'm not going to do well. <laughs> <laughs> well, Isis dying. <laughs> just feel like Thomas is just a one trick pony and I'd love to see some depth because I think that there's a lot of room in that character for some depth and I think that they this season is just like it's the same Thomas situation over and over again
3: the most interesting thing about Thomas is the fact that he's a gay man in that era and they just have not exploited that at all Mm
0: -hmm. he did not do one gay thing this whole season did he
3: kind of loving on that soldier but very quietly yeah he didn't have a crush or anything and
2: And I feel like something's broken between him and O'Brien I just don't feel like they're a united front anymore guys no they're not
1: so I would like to explore that a little bit more rather than just sort of letting it fall to the wayside like it kind of feels like it has so far
0: I think she really grew a conscience and a heart after almost losing Cora, uh-huh. that was kind of like groundbreaking for her. And he still the war didn't seem to affect him at all. Like nothing affects this guy. Yeah. So season two brought the war.
2: What's what season th- three gonna bring? I mean, it's supposed to be set in the 1920s. Shirley McLean is coming. What's gonna happen? So what what period in the 20s? Is it like they're going to they're going to are... cut their hair short. Brandy finally gets to see those haircuts.
1: <laughs> I know those haircuts from Paris. It's going to be great. Um Yeah, I, I don't know. I think that there's, you know, the 20s was quite stable compared to the eras directly, the decades directly around it. So maybe we'll be able to have some fun with just kind of like season one style storylines that are you know, pretty contained within the house.
2: Ooh, ooh, I thought of a really fun idea. What if Mary and Matthew go on honeymoon to Paris in the 20s? (laughs) Yeah. I feel like we need a little adventure. What's going to be their new conflict? I mean, now it's all resolved, so they're going to need a new conflict of some sort.
0: Well, Hmm. there's plenty. I mean, what if Mary can't get pregnant and produce an heir? Ooh, that would be stressful yeah what if I think I, I would bet that uh, the fortunes of the Crowley family become unstable I feel like there's been so much foreshadowing Hmm. I would uh-huh. bet that Cora's money is running dry and Matthew doesn't have his own fortune so what is keeping the cash flow going yeah I feel like we they, they could be faced with losing the house potentially.
2: What a what a modern
0: what a modern situation. <laughs> will it be
2: closed on? <laughs> My
1: immediate down. thought was like not even sorry for any of them. I was just like, what will Carson do?
2: <laughs> that would be a great Tumblr. What would Carson do? <laughs> great Tumblr. We're gonna get a new housemaid who's the defense against the dark arts position. Certainly. <laughs> yeah. um, we're gonna need two you're... footmen if Thomas becomes valet. It goes Thomas Lord Grantham's valet. <laughs> Will <laughs> oh, mostly God. ever get to transition over poor guy.
1: <laughs> Not after that mostly. drunken incident. <laughs> he's done oh after gosh. getting trashed. Yeah. I mean,
2: Branson almost poured slop on that guy's head, and he's still at his. He still he got to marry the daughter.
1: <laughs> but they never told them about that, <laughs> that's true.
0: But Mosley did buy that back scratcher or whatever. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what was a shoehorn. Shoe
1: <laughs> 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 Bates took credit for that in his one not noble move.
0: <laughs> yeah, totally.
2: Yeah, I totally bought that for you. Picked it up myself. That I think
3: was, that it was up. the best just... thing Bates ever did.
0: Yeah. I want Edith to have a long, luxurious love story. Yeah. Oh, I, th- She deserves a will they or won't they for an entire season.
3: She needs to meet someone from another country.
0: That's what I think.
3: Yeah.
1: Maybe Edith can go to America.
2: Yeah. Yeah, It yeah. seems like that the the direction of the show is going to have to be people in different places and not everybody in the house. Do you think so? I mean, everybody's kind of going to different places, so...
1: I hope it doesn't get too chopped up, though. Yeah. We don't want it to be like when everybody graduates from high school on the TV show and they try to have them all going to different colleges and the show still goes on.
3: Well, I think that, like, in these two seasons, they've actually kept a lot of the action at Downton. I mean, the show is called Downton Abbey, after all, so... I think that they'll just keep it keep the bulk of it. I think, you know, Sybil is gonna come to Downton because she's having a baby or because Branson has run off to join the revolution or, or something. I just I think that I think that it's still gonna center around around the house. Okay.
0: What could they possibly do with Cora? She's had a miscarriage, her marriage has been in trouble, she almost died of the flu. What's left?
1: Hmm. <laughs>
2: O'Brien, Cora, Slash. That's the only (laughs) thing stop.
0: God, we are so mature. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe she wants to get a job.
2: Maybe she has to get a job if you're... Oh, okay. (laughs) Maybe... I don't um, know, guys. She starts a blog. I don't know. She'll
1: decide to, like, write her memoirs or something like that, and she'll have even more papers to carry from room to room. Well,
0: that's where the action's going to come from. Maybe she'll find out about O'Brien's secret. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. that would be good. Well, look, if her mother comes from America, yeah, if, if Martha Levinson shows up, I'm sure she's going to be
1: oh my god yeah. who else is picturing like a Lorelai and Emily Gilmore situation <laughs> with Cora <laughs> and her mom and then this Emily. is what I'm picturing so she'll just be like ah let me live my life mother <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, right. yeah, cool. yeah.
2: <laughs> so funny I did like in your notes about the agenda about when um Sir Richard and Matthew <laughs> fight and he thought of the <laughs> line from Bridget Jones. It's a real
1: fight! This is yeah. my favorite part. <laughs> Colin for yeah. the town like, kicking each other.
2: I'm so sorry. I will pay. It's, I, pay. it's, it's a,
1: a real fight. <laughs> Hallelujah! It's a yeah, we didn't we didn't really touch on this too much, but uh, the dual getting rid of Richard scenes, the really angry, fighty one, and then the nice one the next morning. I thought that was super effective. I really liked it. I liked that I they didn't it. just have him stalk off into the night, that there was like a little bit more closure, which reflects, you know, the maturity that Mary has gained over this whole season. It was really well done, I thought.
2: Well, I really liked when he said, You know, I loved you, you know. Because I think he really did love her in his own way, and it just it's not a very good way, but I think he really did love her.
1: I think he's got a lot of issues, but yeah, he, he did seem really to want to actually get married, so. Mm-hmm.
0: Shannon was like, when we watched it together, Shannon was like, I bet Matthew and Mary will name their daughter Lavinia. <laughs>
3: oh, really?
2: <laughs> I mean, that's what they do on shows like this. And then they look at each other with that knowing look with tears in their eyes and they nod.
0: Aww. That's what they do. You, you were named after a speed bump.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this woman almost ruined our happiness. <laughs> we love you just the way you are. Um.
3: So guys, let's talk about our next project. This is so exciting. I'm doing the Tumblr
0: as we speak. Drum roll. Brrr. Brrr. Next show is Mad Men. We're moving on to Mad Men.
3: Yeah. And we will be called Mad Femmes. woo right. <laughs> <puns> continue, guys. <laughs> so everyone that's following us at Downton Gabby, we will be coming to your homes and personally asking that you switch, not switch, <laughs> that you also follow Mad Femmes that you can keep up with
0: all the madmen hilarity. We'll Definitely. be switching, we'll be switching eras. We'll be speeding up all the way to the 50s. No, the 60s. 60s, mm-hmm. yeah. We yeah. will, who knows who Shannon might hate. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to that... get the honors of the
3: fuck you? <sighs> yeah. Oh god. Is. I I
2: love hate Betty Draper. I mean, I love hate her totally or Campbell's well, an obvious one. I a, <laughs> oh, you know who it is it's that new stupid wife of Don Draper's
0: well have you guys seen the previews Megan? we'll uh, we'll put them on the tumblr but uh Don is appears to be not married oh good so I found that and though really they funny.
2: fell over the line it's just a milkshake I mean my heart swooned so much
1: <laughs> Well, you can see that from our from our lovely feminist perspectives, we're going to have a lot to discuss on Mad Men.
0: <laughs> they have a lot of similarities. Down, Downton and Mad Men, tons of similarities. I think our fans and listeners.
1: Strong female characters stuck in a system that doesn't appreciate them. Mm-hmm.
3: A period mm-hmm.
2: piece with good costumes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Parties and dresses. And I like that we've moved on from sherry to actual straight liquor,
0: which is more my style. <laughs> Shrimp cocktail for lunch. Man, all I want to eat is shrimp cocktail when I watch Mad Men. (laughs) All right.
2: So, yeah, everybody should take pictures of them dressing up for their premiere party and they should post it on our soon to be Facebook page uh, because we're definitely going to dress up and have ourselves a little shindig from the premiere and you should too. So much to look forward to, loyal fans. We will keep it rowdy. Look for us on Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, the usual suspects. We will be getting those set up in the, in the next few minutes, actually.) <laughs> <laughs> thank you for a wonderful sharing
3: season two of Downton Abbey with us, everybody. Yay. Yes, thank you to the thousands of people who have, who have downloaded the podcast. Yeah, that's wow.: crazy to me.
2: Yeah, over 5,000, right? In yes. just February? Just February.: I
0: don't know, you guys. I think I, I really like being famous.
2: i really could have used this podcast in middle school guys my ego feels pretty good right now
0: oh yeah this would have made you cool definitely god i needed something
1: (laughs) i don't think this would have been it shannon but
0: (laughs) Uh, hey guys i was watching masterpiece theater last night (laughs) shannon for homecoming princess (laughs) Sit back. I've got some <laughs> thoughts I'd like
2: to
3: share about Mary's dresses. All right. I have just posted our very first Mad Femmes post. Woo! Woo! Woo!
2: All right. With that, we close our very last episode of Downton Gabby. Thank you so much for sharing this amazing season of Downton Abbey with us. It was a pleasure to discuss and ridicule and enjoy it with you. And moving on to Mad Men and Mad Femmes. So please follow our Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook at Mad Femmes and join in the rowdy conversation that I'm sure we will have about this fantastic show. So we will see you in a month. Until then, we'll see you in Yorkshire.